This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Hey, everybody. Um, yeah, so let's just dive straight into the big story of the week. And I am a very sad boy <laughs> because my big boy is out for the rest of the season. Um, a needless flying tackle on former teammate and, and good friend Joey Manu, which has prematurely ended the season of Latrell Mitchell. Mitchell. And Joey Manu. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. true. Uh, I've, there's like a million things. I've got notes coming out my ass written down for this. Um, I guess we should talk about the internet itself first and then go into the flow ons like a terrible flow chart in the boardroom. Yeah. From there we'll do that. Well, it's, it's, okay. It's so I was watching word, I was watching crowd. the game with a few of our friends on, on, on a Zoom and um straight away a few people were like that should be a send off. And I was like, all oh, right, yeah, yeah, turn it up, whatever. Because I didn't really I was pretty I was pretty drunk at this point on Friday night when it happened as well. Um and so I was watching the game, but like because it didn't actually stop play, I just was oh, that was a big hit. Jeez, all right. And then so I think Campo was like, "Oh, the geez, I don't know. This could be a send off." And I was like, "Yeah, righto, champ, whatever." And then watched it back, and I went, "Oh fuck, his season's over." And I don't know how anyone could argue any of that, given how the system works with priors and loading and all that shit. That this is the this was the only outcome, and I think that's been proven by the fact that they're not even trying to fight it. Yeah, I mean. A lot of this has been made about Latrell and everything and similar, but and, and a lot of the words that Trent Robertson said post-match were taken out of context. And I'm not interested in the, oh, but Robinson has play XYZ on his team. I don't give a shit for this incident. Or instance. Yes, he has got Victor Radley. Yes, he has got Jared Rea Hargreaves. It doesn't change what happened in this moment. It doesn't change that Trent Robinson is there to represent the Roosters, nobody else, and that he will obviously have opinions for the Roosters. He wasn't speaking for the league when he spoke. No shit, he's got bias. I'm, I'm kind of already tired of like, oh, what about he's got those guys? That's nothing. And and the way Wayne Bennett handled that, he was set up for that because he hadn't seen the Robertson's con- uh, media pre- conference. And obviously he's defending his guys. But the way the officials handled, it, handled this, and as Robinson said, it was a disgrace. And it was a culmination of this season and the last few weeks and the way the officials themselves have been set up to fail. It's... It's a failing of the NRL. This is a failing of Peter Vlandis and him changing the rules every six weeks and interpretations every five weeks and the poorly communication and the rule changes we hear in the press, but they go through the paper first before the referees get told. All this garbage, everything changes all the time. That's who failed in this, firstly, and then the officials fa- failed to back that up. But in the year of apparent player safety concern, it was disgraceful he wasn't sent off. And him being sent off, it's not only just about the incident. The things that happened after he came back on the field and it was simmering and it didn't hit the escalation it was going to hit, but part of the send-off and part of the referee's job there, you send him off, that stuff doesn't happen again. There's no simmering over. There's no talk of doing a bomb like in Queensland Origin, which the players didn't do, but many were thinking they should do it. Like That all dies if it's handled correctly. And it was missed live, possibly missed by the bunker on the replay, missed by the touchy, and only caught because of Joey Manu's reaction. 
and you just sit there thinking like in after all the stuff we've done after going we went back you know magic man we round back five minutes to give a penalty and sense and simbin someone we've simbin guys for falling into people's chests, similar whatever this week's rule set whatever the rules are this week that were different to three weeks ago and a different and were different to saturday on that night they didn't send the troll mitchell off and that's caused everything else. That's caused that's caused what happened after that. How the troll behaved when he went back on the field. How that only happened because he wasn't sent off. And how we all reacted to it is because he wasn't sent off because it was clearly a send off. I don't. And it, to me, it was a send off regardless of the rule set we're playing with. That's a send off even five or ten years ago, or at least and it yeah, should have been. And yeah, I know people brought that argument up negatively somehow, but it, that was a send off to me regardless. And the troll. It was reckless. You got the charge you deserved. But it, for mine, it was reckless bordering on intent, not bordering on careless. Because we've seen this from him many a time. And you take the good with the bad with the troll with how he plays. He's a bully on the field. He admits it. He says that stuff. He says on the field, he'll hate the guy across from him. They'll be best mates after it, all that kind of stuff. We've heard all those words. And we all love him when he's wearing blue, apparently. But people turn on him. As someone who's never turned to, to the light side, I've remained on the dark side. Uh, you know, we all love it when it goes right, but he's done this a number of times this year and hasn't faced the punishment it deserves on any of those occasions. And you wonder why the repeat offender keeps, re- re- you know, offending on repeat oh. because it hasn't been handled with aplomb on any occasion. I don't understand how the Nofaluma incident wasn't a wake-up call for him. I really don't. Well, he should have been sent from the field then. Yeah. That was a send-off for me as well. And he comes in and... I'm so sick of the discussions of what could have he done or what couldn't have he done. And the the one I heard about him defending his trial line, it was 10 meters out of his trial line. And even if the trail didn't make the tackle, Joey Marner was covered, but the troll does what he does. He comes in from 10 meters away. He doesn't know what he's going to hit Joey Manu with. He does. He goes in there intending to fuck him up. That's all he's saying. I'm going to fuck this guy up. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's not intending to break his cheekbone. But he's intending to to inflict pain on him in that regard and come in like that. And when you go in like he does, with the technique he has, which was just throw everything right at him, this is in the range of outcomes of what happens. Uh, this is it's not accidental. And the most frustrating thing about all of this is, if this is, you know, a six-point game in a prelim final or something, it's still awful. But you can at least go, oh, all right, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to get his team on the front foot or he's trying to, save a try that could change the outcome of his team's season or get them into a grand final or make a play that's going to win them the game, all that stuff. This game was utterly meaningless for Souths. And they were winning by, I think, 12 or 18 points when it happened. And they, and even if they lost, it wouldn't have mattered, but they were probably going to win anyway. He didn't need to do this. It was such a pointless thing to do. And the end result is that now a premiership window, which I think probably isn't closing but was at its widest this year is now almost slammed entirely shut because they're going to go into this finals now with Blake Taff at fullback and, and maybe he'll play well but you know losing by what like at worst your third best player for the finals for something that was completely and utterly avoidable is just so so frustrating yeah I agree like it's totally avoidable and that's that's it that a lot of the comments after it became a lot more than what it was, judging the incidents in the on-field and similar of Latrell Mitchell. But that's it. It was it was stupid, but he took his oppor- it felt like he took his opportunity. He saw he could put a hit on there. 
wasn't really needed, as you said, and he and he did it. And he didn't intend to hit a mate in the face end his season, obviously. But he did intend to hit smash him. him. Yeah, of course he did. He intended to smash him. And, and he's done that a few times and it's gone wrong. And, you know, we talk about technique for other guys, but the troll at his size, he has to be more cautious of his technique. Like a small guy runs in right like the troll does upright. They're never hitting someone in their head. But the troll, his head is at shoulder height for, for most of the competition. Sorry, his shoulders are at people's head height for the most of the competition. He has to fig- figure that out and figure out when to use. And I know... He's aggression. He's always aggressive in game. Always. You know, he hates losing. He does silly things when he loses. And this wasn't even when they were losing. He's not, he's not going to change his aggression. And I don't think you want him to change it as a South fan, but just be smarter. But there was just zero need at all to put a shot on them at all. Not even remotely close to need. But I, um, I really, the, the post-match, I watched the Fox Sports post-match and I watched the Channel 1, the 9 one the next day. And Fox Sports, I thought, handled it really well. Cooper Cronk spoke about how he, how he, you know, he played with him and the other guy on the field and similar and how Latrell plays on that edge. And when you play on the edge, things like this happen and he's crossed the line and whatever deserves his ban. And Latrell got his ban. And, you know, you got that. That was great coverage. And then I watched the Channel 9 coverage. And what a disgrace to sports media that was. It's it's that same old business that were going on there and they, they were talking about, you know, when you go out in the field, Paul Gallen said, when you go out in the field, you go out to inflict pain on someone. It's like, yes, Paul, we understand you did try and split someone's stitches. Yes, we understand what you did. Not everyone is out there to hurt other people. Okay. They're not, you know, we heard that. We heard the things about, oh, it wouldn't have been a send off. It's been 10 years ago. Oh, it was an accident. And, but then we got to the point that really bugged me. And it was from all the panel by James Bracey saying people at home don't understand. You didn't play the game. You don't understand. And they, they developed this straw man. They decided that people at home had come to the conclusion that the troll intended to do that. Which I don't think anybody came to the conclusion he's intended to break the cheekbone of jo- Joseph Manu. No. But they developed this straw man and that's what the person at home was doing. And then they attacked said straw man, telling him the fans don't understand, you know, or you've got to, you know, you didn't play the game. You don't get it. And it really irks me because the role of being an expert on a panel or commentating or similar is to help those fans understand. That's your job. Your job is to help them understand it, not mock them for not, a, not having played the game. It's to help them understand how these things happen. But, it seems to be the, the on repeat, it comes out of Channel 9 a lot now. It's just, you didn't play, you don't get it. Go away. You know, I know all the things you don't know. I'm not going to help you. And those guys on that panel, I don't know more about them, about the sport than them. Never would claim to know more about Gus Gould, about the sport than Gus Gould, Andrew Johns, or Paul Gallon. I'd know different things about it than they do. They all know way more stacked up than I know about this game. But you never fucking hear it. Like, there's a reason why the time Andrew Johns broke down that origin game when they didn't attack uh, Jonathan Thurston when he hurt his shoulder, there's a reason why people remember it being an out- the thing that happened five years ago or whatever. Because it never happens. Because they usually talk down to their audience, tell me they don't get it, and then we're supposed to just accept what they say because they're the experts and we're not. And that really pissed me off listening to that because it's just like that's their job is to make you understand. It's like saying you cook dinner at home and you go to a restaurant. It's like, well, you never cooked in a restaurant. Shut the fuck up and eat what I serve you. 
Oh, you 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 thought uh, you thought uh, Grown Ups Two was a bad movie? Well, you've never made a film in your life. Yes, and it's like, <laughs> and these guys were well, okay. How about you show me your journalism degree? You know, you, you guys are all journalists now. Where's your degree? Where was your time in uni? I have two. When of did them. you last? When did you last transcribe an interview? You know, when did you last have to cold call someone in the cop? You know, be a journalist and cold call a coach, cold call an agent or someone, and have them not know who you are. And actually try and use your, you know, your own ability to draw out answers from someone, not your name from playing days. You know, who are you to to, to be a journalist then? Ridiculous line of thinking. Yeah, uh, it just that that really irked me. It's, no, that's um, that's totally fair enough. And uh, you're right. I don't think anybody thinks what Latrell did. I, no one thinks he was going no out there. I'm going to break per- Joey like, Manu's cheekbone. But. Obviously, he wanted to hurt him or to, you know, force an error, do something to, to you know, to, to halt what the Roosters were doing in that set. And he failed. He, he, he screwed it up and he's now paying a gigantic price and the club's paying a gigantic price. And I, I, I don't really understand. I mean, fortunately, there was only a real small pocket of South fans actually defending it for once or trying to play whataboutism with things that the Roosters have done in the past. And Look, I, I do get that it can be frustrating hearing Trent Robinson talk like that when, you know, he's had guys like Victor Radley and Maria Hargraves and others on his teams and he's come out and defended those guys when they've hit people in the head or got sin-binned or got sent off or any of that stuff. But it's not about that. It's about it's the fact that this has gone horribly wrong. at all. No. It, it, and that this failure of process that we saw, not just from the referee, not just from the touch judge and not just from the bunker, but from all of them combined, that's the issue. And it is a safety issue when things like this happen. Like, again, you're right. If Joey Manu hadn't run up to the trail going, why did you do that? This, I mean, he gets suspended after the game, but nothing happens on the field. Yeah, nothing. And, and that's madness. He would have gone on a report. Like, if he, if Joey Manu stayed down for the next minute, got up and went off the field, he would have gone on a report like five minutes later. That had been it. Yeah. And we and and the same thing happened. Not the same incident, but in the Broncos game, there was two Simbians. But Jesse Ramian hit Herbie Farmworth in the face with an, with his forearm off the ball, and didn't get Simbian. Got put on report like five minutes later. But you know, and I respect Mano a lot for doing what he did. And in the heat of a moment, you kind of I think as a Roosters fan, you kind of do want Radley or Hargreaves on the field at that time because you do want them to stand up to the troll because that was a lot of young fellows who didn't do that. But uh, yeah, that's Manu stood up for himself, and then we saw him blow his cheek out on on the ground. Oh, it was a, it was yeah. a huge event, but a lot of it could have been calmed down from that moment forward if the troll got sent off. And I don't give a shit the troll didn't apologize on the field because again, we know they're mates. He would have done after the game. And Corey Howie and Ira's Instagram post was fantastic the other week. But don't expect that from other players. Now people are now saying if you don't do an Instagram post, you didn't he didn't apologize. It's like the troll can handle it how, how he wants to handle it. And there's zero doubt he would have reached out to Joseph Manu. No doubt in my mind, because we know he's a different guy on and off the field. So I thought all that stuff after it was ridiculous, but a lot of it could have been stopped just by sending him off the goddamn field. Yep. Like, I mean, there was we read reports that he tried to go to the sheds after the game and like Jared Ray Hargraves or someone told him to do one, which you know, I guess Roosters players in that situation are totally entitled to do that. I'd as t- well. well, yeah, I'd tell him to do one as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, good mates. Like, I can't fault them for that at all. Um, but 
Yeah, and it's yeah. not going to go. Oh, I'll, I'll, he's not going to stand there and go. Oh, I tell you to do one, Latrell, but I hit someone high in my cell, so in you come. Yeah, those dumb exactly. comparisons. No, 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 no. <laughs> in you come. I've hit someone high in my time, so in you so. Come. And and look, the the other we got to I don't I don't want to say tiptoe around this issue, but obviously Latrell doing anything is catnips, catnip for racists. Like it just is, right? It is. But this isn't one of those times. Latrell Mitchell's my favorite player. Mm. I love Latrell Mitchell, and I'm disappointed in what he did. So so I think that if people are out there criticizing him, like I don't think this one in this case is a race issue. I think some of the other ridiculous stuff I've oh we've some seen of the there's it. been some yes. loaded language in the last couple of days yes. about his integrity and his character and things like that and then that is a whole nother murky area I which that. mate it's it's the, it's it's the word it's like people calling Adam Goods a flog all over again a lot of the time yeah. like, it is okay that I I do agree him celebrating that try of running over a child and throwing it down was pretty pathetic but who cares it happens sometimes okay I don't care that much about it then to to have it about his integrity. It's like, well, he was clearly seeing red back on the field, probably should have been sent off, did something a little stupid again because he wasn't sent off. Yeah. But like, like, did that. And it's nothing to do with his integrity. You're, you you can question Latrell Mitchell, the player, all the time. And I have forever. Yeah. But Latrell Mitchell, the person, has far more integrity than many people Many people talk about the game. That's a man who has had the balls as an indigenous Australian to not sing the national anthem. You know, that's a man who has had the balls to put his flag on and go on that at the NRL uh, advertiser and be a proud Indigenous man. That is a, a man who just last week is now an Indigenous leader. Him and Cody Walker are going to be in ad campaigns as Indigenous men who are getting vaccinations and going to drive the vaccination push in Indigenous communities. Which is fantastic. And you're going to question that man's integrity because he over-celebrated a try. Yeah. Also, uh, my... Uh... My my friend Ben, who's a patron of this show, he sent me some screenshots today of like some Facebook comments about Latrell. This is the language I'm talking about. This guy goes, Mitchell's a feral. He deserves everything he gets. Like words like that. There's racial charge to things like calling someone a feral. There just is, right? I'm sorry. Mm. Like Jared, Victor Radley's not getting called a feral by anyone. He's not. It's just not happening. I'll, I'll call him feral. <laughs> uh, you well, you would, but um, and that's where this all that's where this all starts to make us feel uncomfortable is when you, you read things like that and you hear things like what we heard from certain people today about his character and about his integrity. And that stuff just misses the point entirely. The problem yeah. is his on-field aggression and his technique when it comes to tackling people. Yeah. And, the and other that's pro- a real the problem that he has to work on, but it's not, there's a whole bunch of other aspersions that are being cast upon him by people that are just bullshit. Yeah, and, and it's an interesting one too because he's also he is both the most instantly loved and instantly hated player in the league right now, and, p- and people again know where I've always I'm not I don't hate Latrell I've always hated the mythology of Latrell Mitchell he used to hate and he doesn't really get it anymore he doesn't ever get called the greatest player who walked the earth you know he got remember he got put on the best player in the competition list number one a couple of years ago for uh, no reason. he had that he game against the Tigers, Tigers and they said he was yes. the, could be the greatest player of all time like, and they got like dropped that. to Origin like two weeks later that doesn't happen like, anymore. Yeah, that's a, I don't, you know, I don't really dislike, I've, I've always disliked that mythology, but it's like, he has been like the the same attitude the entire time. And it must be bizarre to him to think, hey, when I do this sometimes, like when I do it to Will Chambers for the Blues, everybody thinks I'm a hero. And then it's it true. goes wrong and they flip on me like that. They flip on me like this. Yeah. And it'd be hard for him to not think it's race based in his shoes because it's so quick. They flip, people flip on him. I, I think, um, uh, I got asked 
the, I got asked, is it like a, is, is it like what, how much of it has to do with him leaving the Roosters? And I think it does have something to do with him leaving the Roosters, but not because of the culture, but because he's playing fullback. And I feel like yeah. playing fullback will, that you'll just find yourself in a lot more of those high speed collision situations than you would defending at center. He and did see things all the time at the Roosters. Yeah, but they just didn't really have the opportunity to yeah. do things like what he did here or what he did on that yeah. to David Nuffaluma. Remember all the times he like stupidly like just drag someone over the sideline when they were losing? He just like yeah. pick someone up and all drag them for he 10 did. meters. I think <laughs> when we played them in round one at the SCG in 2018 or 19, yeah. he like we scored like a winning try with five minutes left. And he just like, yeah, he just like dra- threw Alex Johnson into the fence behind the in goal or something. He did yeah. something stupid. I can't remember what it was, but I just remember thinking like, Man, that's that's what a dickhead. But like, yeah. yeah, this is who he is on the field. He's a bully. He admits that. He says that off the field. By all accounts, he's a great person and a great leader for his community. Yeah. So, and I, and that's when you start thinking the racial thing comes in into it because there is stupider players than him. And I'm sorry, but you just don't hear. And I know it's lower profile. I know it is. But Jack Hetherington has the longest rap sheet in the game. You do not hear the things about him. You hear about Davida Pangai Jr. You hear about Latrell Mitchell and you hear about Joseph Lailua. You just do not. And, you know, that's just, that's a fact. <laughs> In yeah. my opinion, you just don't hear those same things. And, you know, Jack Hetherington often, often gets called unlucky. And to credit to the guys on the nine panel, they did think Latrell was unlucky because I think nothing's a penalty. But most of the people who have covered this thing have just like gone way, way, yeah, way it's too just, far. Well, guys like, on guys like Sam Burgess and David Clemmer never got the same level of scrutiny either. Like, it's just yeah, and even again, James, we're not even James about, Graham, who bit a guy's face in a grand final, yeah. never got. And this we're not much. talking about people at home will be listening and thinking, oh, but I remember on Twitter or you know my my friends. We're not talking about those discussions, like on Twitter or with your friends or in your Facebook message or your WhatsApp group, whatever. The criticism will fly for all those players, or yes. vice versa. We're talking about the people who put this on back pages, and or or you know people who speak on. TV panels, they very rarely go after those other guys. And obviously this this is fuel added being a former rooster, being when it happened, the game it happened being the, the showpiece game of the week, the Friday night game. So so I get all that. So but I get all that happened and people will focus on it more. But then from then it just once it comes to tax about the man, it just gets a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um should we talk about what Souths do next? <sighs> I mean yeah, have I got any more notes about the issue? No, I don't. I don't really. Like, it's he needs to change. We know that the the defensive technique, but so do a lot of other players. And the troll that was the one thing that was lost from this: the integrity or other garbage, whatever, whatever. The troll has already paid the price for his actions. He's lost his season. He's really done what he to, he did. What he did to a mate of his, he would be feeling terrible right now. And he won't let you see it because he knows people will celebrate it. Yeah, he's already paid his price. South have paid the price as well. He's not playing. And they accepted. I'm really surprised they accepted that ban. But I guess they weighed up that. I guess the maths was that even if they got it downgraded, he'd still miss the finals anyway. So there was no yeah. point. Yeah. And, the, and they don't count trolls anymore as no. part of his suspension. So World Club Challenge, though. So he'll be back in round one after <laughs> he says his six-week ban. Yeah, and I know often we can say, oh, a team loses X and their season's over and we, we can be wrong about that. But I'm pretty confident with South to say that they can't contend for the title no matter how good Blake Tuff is in the run home here. 
I'm with not the the seasons going. so sure. I thought about it for the last two days. I was miserable on Friday, Saturday. I felt like we'd lost by 50 rather than one by 50. But I've just had more, and I guess time is a dangerous thing in this case, but like I've just had more and more time to think about this as the weekends progressed. And now we're here recording on Monday. And I, I, I've watched every, I've watched all the other contenders play all their games in the past few weeks. And, and they've won most of their games, but there's been times where those teams have looked flat. And there's been times, even without Latrell Mitchell on the field, like even when South had 12 men on the weekend, they were rampant against the Roosters. Mm. And I just feel like they're playing at such a level to a man for the most part, apart from, you know, Josh Mansell and Grant Atkins combining to fuck us over two weeks ago. Apart from that, they've just swatted all and sundry away like flies for the past three months. And on the defensive side of the ball, Latrell Mitchell is probably a better defender than Blake Tuff, but he's not what you'd call a defensive specialist at fullback. And he's also a downright liability defensively sometimes when he does stupid things like smash Joe Manu in the head. Obviously, on the other side of the ball, you're getting a gigantic downgrade, probably the biggest single position downgrade I could think of. But they were still carving teams up without Latrell Mitchell when he was suspended before. And Cody Walker's still playing better than anyone in the comp not yeah. named Tom Toboyevich. And... I just think that they got close without Latrell last year. Let's not forget. And I, I agree. And I agree with what Wayne Bennett said on Friday night in the sense that this South team out on the whole is better than they were a year ago. They didn't have Jai Arrow last year. They didn't have Jacob host last year. The back line was a bit more harem scarum last year without Latrell Mitchell, where it feels like it's more set and they know who's going to play and they know who's going to be doing what for these finals. Blake Tuss had a little bit of time in first grade this year. He's had some time to prepare. Cody Walker is playing better than any any spine player in the in in the league. Again, not named Tom Tavoyevich. I don't think it's over. I, I still don't think they'll win, but I I'm not on Friday night. I was putting a line through them. By Monday, I'm still thinking if things go right, you never know. Well, I, I'm going to say it's over just because it it puts a cap on your ceiling and and the things like we spoke about it earlier in the year a couple of weeks ago that we said you know if. The trail wanted to start scoring tries like Tommy Turbo with hit ups at the guts and similar. He could do that whenever he wanted to in this. And he started doing that. Mm. <laughs> like he started getting those scab tries from big hit ups. And you guys just have a lot of shape based around him. And I know, you, you know, you can maybe you can win a finals game or so, but it just seems hard. Like Corey Allen, I know he's dust now, but is had a bit more first grade experience. Is probably a better fullback than Blake Taff. And he, and he filled in there. It's hard to see them changing a lot and competing in the finals. Just because Latrell Mitchell is 14 centimetres and 23 kilograms bigger than Blake Taft doesn't mean they can't both score Tom Tavoyevich hit-up tries. Yeah, that's it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just it feels tough for them. And, it, and it, as you said, I think like Latrell's and Manu have obviously played a giant price, but he's played a massive price here that this was like the last run with Adam Reynolds. Mm. And it's not that they can't have another run at it again next year because I do think Milford will have a good season for them. But... Milford's not as good as Adam Reynolds is right now. No. It's kind of, and it's only so often you go into where they are sitting now until the trail got hurt. They're fully fit. Like, Keon suspended, but they're fully fit. So that rarely happens at this time of year. To lose that, that's not very, that's not very nice of them either. So maybe they can win a couple of finals uh, games. You, you do agree with me that, hard. you do agree with me that the trail aside, they're a better team than they were last year. Well, I I agree, hundred percent. Like uh, the Keon's come along like leaps and bounds. Like Sue has been all right the last couple of weeks, but you know Mark Nichols having a career year, Tom Burgess having a career year, 
Campbell Graham playing quite well. Gagai playing quite well. Jackson Paulo, probably the best other, other your other winger. Cody Walker's best year. I think Tane like, Milne's better than Paulo, but whatever. Yeah, but Paulo's play, been played quite yeah. well when he's in there. Like, he was terrible last year when he filled in. Yeah, true. So, yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, this game, for the rest of it, we won't touch on it too much from no, there. But, but- uh, I mean, the Roosters, they have zero troops left. And hopefully they have some back before the finals. But not looking they great for them. Might- they might lose to I did I call them losing to Newcastle slash Cronulla like two months ago? I feel like I did. I think so. Yeah. And I think it's gonna happen. Um I will and say being angry with troll, by the way, is totally valid. All yeah, of course it is. It's fine. Totally valid. Um I and just but I also just think that I don't think Melbourne or Penrith are as good as they were last year either. And I think that Melbourne mm-hmm. have sort of I don't think the Pappenhausen thing's working at the moment. And maybe they don't figure that out in the next three weeks. And maybe maybe that matters in the crunch. Maybe it does. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but we got, we got plenty of time to sit on that later. Let's jump back to Thursday night where we had a pretty good game in the end. Uh, Mitchell Pierce, the hero, as Newcastle uh, confirmed their spot in the top eight. They will finish seventh no matter what. Congratulations to them. Um, the Titans did it again. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, they did. Uh, Pierce's best game is a night. He played great. He played really well. Indeed, Knights currently the longest winning streak of any team in the competition. Five wins in a row. They never look like dominating. I don't love what their attack is like, but they're they're doing enough. And sometimes, like they feel like a Sharks team from like five years ago. No, no, five years ago they won. Like eight years ago, that's what they feel like to me right now. That team which like hanging around there. They're not competing, but. They're, they're going to push some teams further than they should, but also they're going to struggle to put away teams they should. Like the, the Titans had all the opportunity in this game, it felt like, and just couldn't put it together. And they're just embarrassing again, aren't they? Like as it comes down to like the changes they made before the game, like, I don't know why Holbrook's taking the punts like Tyrone Peachy at six at this, in this situation. So persisting with a feeder at, at it's it off the bench and somehow it's validated by him scoring when he comes on. Mm. Like could have yeah, scored that you, try 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Well, you will play a guy who paying $1.2 million, 48 minutes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, just Jaden Campbell was great too. I thought, but he's yeah, fantastic. Just, they can't put anyone away. Like, I'm sorry, they can, but the games like this, are like the games that matter, they're going to put anyone. They could have won this one by in a canter. But no, yeah, they, 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 they might be, it could still be in their own hands by the time they play on Sunday, but it very, very well might not be. Yeah. And like, I think the, the, Raiders, the Knights, I think the Raiders are just going to beat the ghost of the Sydney Roosters and make fun. Yeah. So the Titans had 54% possession in this game. They didn't, they didn't drop the ball to like the 36th minute. There was a, like they had, they had like the ball for like 10 minutes in a row mm. in the first half, pretty much. They had, they had massive swathes of possession and couldn't put the Knights away. They completed better. The Knights didn't complete very well. But towards the end of that game, and they and they, you know, the the Titans had the lead there. Towards the end of that game, you just felt that the Knights were working towards it. Like the I don't know, but you just felt they were they were they were working their way back and and Pierce had, you know, he's not been known for he's actually stealing, you know, steering things back in their games and taking clutch field goals. We did in this one. Mm. Big time, and they and they said a war and got away with it. But the Titans oh, did, also did, like didn't they, Charles? Fucking hell! Like that's the other embarrassing thing. Is if you so if you're dropping uh, Ash Taylor, 
and Toby Sexton doesn't come in. So they have, was it, oh, what's his name? Patrick Herbert was their field goal shot. Which, I mean, he was a spine player for the Warriors, right? Like, he did no, play. he's been, mostly been a center and he can kick, obviously. But Didn't he play 5-8 like, for them? Probably at some point, but like, I feel uh, like he did. I don't know if that's a first choice. I don't know if that's a first choice thing. Like, no, he hasn't. Wing and center has always played in the NRL. Huh. Uh, but yeah, it's just like your season on the line, and that's who's taking the field goal shot. Like, you're not going to. And it was a two point field goal shot for some reason, too. So a guy who's never kicked a field goal, you get him to have a bang from 40 out. Shocked it wasn't Tyrone Peachy, but yeah, they miss. Give them the seven tackle set, and then let the Cowboy, the Knights, got the field. And I think they, I can't remember who charged it down, but they charged down Clifford like forty two meters out. And I thought that was the wrong charge down. Like I had a gamble that he's missing. Yeah, just there, let him take know? it. Put pressure on him, but miss the ball. You know, like yeah. But Pearson then hit the field goal. It didn't sound pretty off the boot, but it, yeah, straight over. Again, give us the fucking camera angle. You, like, it's just. So so annoying. Yeah, but Jacob Sofidi, like the thing is in this game as well is that the Titans are playing an, a Knights team that's missing troops. Like Clemmer's not there. Daniel Sofidi's not there. Is Jacob and, the best Sofidi? <laughs> but Suaso Su and Jake Sofidi like stood up to them. And Jake Sofidi yeah. was fantastic in the last He's been really good years. the last few weeks. Um, yeah. And Josh King was even good in his like 25 minute stint. How weird is that? I thought Frizzell played really well too. Um, yeah. Yeah, good on the Knights. They're in the finals. Talk, yeah. more, talk more about them next week. Yeah, uh, I can't get past how the Knights still don't just send Ponga left all the time. It's frustrating. It they did works. it like once and he scored after 10 minutes yeah. and then they just like stopped doing it. Oh, well. Yeah, and then they, then they give Brabham Best the ball without Ponga being near him and he fucks it up. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Yeah. Give the ball to Ponga. Make yeah. Ponga make the decisions on the left channel. There's no one more dangerous on the left hand, little 15 meters in from left-hand side than Ponga. Yeah. And... He goes there like twice a game now. He should be going there 10 or 15 times a game. Yeah, That's exactly. That's prioritizing and everything else is gravy. Whereas it feels to be the reverse at the moment. Works for South. Just go left all the time. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the Raiders were in a close game with 15 minutes to go and Ricky Stewart did not take Jordan Rapana off the field this week. A decision which was vindicated by Jordan Rapana scoring the match ceiling <laughs> try and the Raiders winning and taking one giant step towards an unlikely top eight position. Jesus Rapan has been good the last like he five or six weeks. He's been so I mean, good. Again, 286 meters at the, in this game that like he's been immense. What 286 this week, 150 last week, 178, 167, 212, 261. Like, you know, absolutely doing his best back at fullback. And they were in it, they were in a slog for quite a while in this game. Like, I know the scoreline, you, you think it's it's it looks like the, the way he's put them away, but they were down what 16 10. Yeah. Well, no, 16-0 uh, at 16, one point, and then 16-6 at halftime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry, 16-6 at halftime. That's 16-0. I was thinking about when the big comeback started, but mm. yeah, 16-6 at halftime, back to 28-16. And it's very Brownies Warriors to be lead at halftime and bomb it. But, you know, the, the Raiders are also not really known for their clutch second halves. No, not at all. Come back in it. Like, Frawley played all right, probably did his job better than Sam Williams has been doing. Still can't, can't get my head around that Matt Tomoko and Harley Smith Shields were not on the team much earlier. Again, it just feels like he just looks better with the green headgear. I just think he looks awesome. It has to be. It. It, just, it just makes him better. And you uh, and Aitken's now made it three weeks straight without passing the football. And Is that actually the, a stat? It's just, that's a fact. And the game prior, <laughs> he's, he, he passed on his first touch, which was from dummy half. And then he's, he passed, in air quotes, on his fourth touch, which was a bat back. 
So oh. he hasn't passed the ball since like the like four and a half, three and a half games ago or more. Fantastic stuff. Special effort to avoid passing the ball. Who's on <laughs> his, who's his who's his left center? So he's there and he's got um it, it was was it Rocco Berry this week yeah, or Peter Hickey? Rocco Berry scored a try. So he did. was it no, was it Peter Hickey on the left this week? Must have been. I can't remember. Now. I don't remember Rocco Berry's try. I just pulled up the game sheet when we were talking about it. I remember him scoring, but I've lost it already. It's now. not important. Yeah, anyway, that's it. Like, you know, he's never been known for his passing, but yeah, maybe if you get going further in film, mate, you probably should maybe pass one, just once or twice. No, he's going to okay. just, 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 play, just play hooker and just go dummy half every time. Yeah. Um, all right. And, uh, Raiders. Yeah, good win from them. They're back alive. Big test again. this well, week. With Broncos failed them, but yeah. That's well, good, good I, win for I mean, look. They there's a world where they can lose and still make the finals, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, but I mean it's unlikely. But I feel like they'll just beat the Roosters. The Roosters have so many players out, like so so yeah. many. And we haven't seen teamless yet, but I think there might there's there's words of lots of resting all over. So who knows what's happening? I know the Roosters can't afford to rest anybody at this point, but who knows who who will have you know fully fit? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to a game that we'll talk more about the Coltrane Cup implications of on Wednesday's <laughs> show, but for now, we'll just talk about the game. I mean, it was a fun game. had nothing on the line, so we won't spend too much time on it, but um, Cowboys 38, Dragons 26. Um, I really like this Helium Lukey character. He's a good yeah. player and Fast Guy well, as well. Oh, didn't well, Fast well, Guy well, save a million multis on Saturday afternoon? He did with a, the garbage some try. I, did, I mentioned a Helium Lukey before he debuted that I thought he had a lot of potential and I didn't and I, I didn't like that he benched him for this game, but he was really good in his 34 minutes. But Jeremiah Nanai, Mm, he's good too. And, I, and I was furiously googling his origin eligibility. <laughs> um, don't have an answer yet. He's, oh. he's um, he, I've got that he played rugby league in Queensland when he, he was born in New Zealand, but he moved to Queensland and he played rugby league when he was 13. I need to know if it was before or after the 13th birthday. He went to movie world him. when he was a child, so he's eligible for Queensland. Done. He's, fine. he's him. Excellent. So yeah, that's it. And him and, and Highland Lukey, a lot more. Oh, that, that was my main focus in this game, Bungard, was firstly. Coltrane Cup, which I did get up on, but then we figured we found out Dugab didn't have to pick the dragon, so I can't win anyway. That's all right. But, but my other focus run. was Queensland Origin, obviously. But yeah, the, um, the first half dragons looked good, <laughs> twenty to ten, and then lost thirty eight twenty six. And the second half was like Tom did and had his best game in a while. Uh, Highland Lukey was really good. Uh, I said Nano was fantastic. The hammer. That's a fullback. I'd love to see the Brisbane poach as a fullback, but they weren't. Yeah. And Val Holmes at center is kind of okay, but they still got a million questions. The Cowboys do. Just the, yeah. the Dragons folded so easily. I did enjoy Jack DeBellin and Josh Maguire combining to like lose them the game in the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, just nice. Oh, but Moneyball, Bunga. Oh yeah, you just keep saying Moneyball. <laughs> Josh Maguire's a Moneyball signing. Someone else is paying. Him Why don't they money. give Corey Norman another three-year contract and call that Moneyball yeah. as well? Moneyball. It's Fantastic. Moneyball when he's so bad that like. That they they pay him him to play against themselves, and they scored like three tries running past Josh McGuire's terrible market defense. Doesn't yeah, move. Yeah, I mean they, his lateral movement's not great. They might have um tricked like found something though in Jaden Sullivan at hooker by accident. He looks pretty good at hooker. I know he's been alright. He's, he's been alright, but he's been alright, and he obviously he's got to beef up to defend in the middle and similar. Maybe they found a guy who can play fourteen next year. But the Corey Norman is not playing like a dude at all who hasn't got a contract next year. Like, yeah, no, not at all. Like and and like you know, we, there's rumors of every player like when they're off contract, who could sign? I haven't had one coin on. He's going. Yet. I would bet my life that he's going to the Super League or that he just doesn't play anymore. Those are the two options. 
Yeah. Who's going right. to, I, I can't say who'd sign him. Who cares? I don't want to talk about Corey Norman. Um, yeah. All right. Moving on. Sharks keep their season alive with a 24 to 16 win over your beloved Brisbane Broncos. This was the first time I've watched a Broncos game, I think, with Charlie. And she said, wait, this guy's name is actually Herbie Farnsworth. I thought you were just taking the piss. And I was like, no, his name is actually the professor from Futurama. So I think yeah, she's all in on, I think she's all in on Herbie Farnsworth. Yeah. I mean, that's my analysis of this game. Take it away, Mitchell. Yeah. I, frustrating game because <laughs> I, I do think this Broncos team, again, I've said it many times, I think they're better than they are. But, like, they've had every advantage for the last few weeks. They've played at Suncorp, like, every week for, the, like, the last, you know, six or seven games, whatever. They keep playing at Suncorp, keep playing at home. And they started really well. And they played it, like, Payne Haas goes off, it goes to shit, and they play arrogant and stupid again. Like, yeah. Ugh. He's really good, um, that Payne Haas. I don't know if anyone's made that yeah. point. What a shock. But yeah, he was fantastic in this game. He's been so good since. I'd forgotten about Thomas Flegler's Sinbin until right now. Yeah. And man, he got a lot, a long, a big charge that he's out for like four to five weeks. So oh no, you must be devastated. No, there has to be an angle of that I haven't seen because it didn't look that bad. No. Like, wherever I missed his contact. But um, yeah, Flegler had been good for about two and a half weeks starting and then he had to ruin that and he did he got Simbin and then they kept him on and then did a number of stupid things but it was one of those games well though like people were like oh Milford played well when they messaged me and I and it's like yeah but this is like it was the same Anthony Milford I've just grown tired of I hope he goes well at South I hope he kills it but like there was still five or six awful kicks there was still the times where they runs and looks likely in air quotes but just doesn't go anywhere like runs dummy dummies pirouettes and just gets just doesn't do anything gets tackled, and then still periods of like, so Painhouse goes off the field, whatever it shouldn't impact our team like it does, but it really does. They seem to forget how a set's supposed to be structured. They seem to know when Haas is on the field that they have to get Haas the ball and fourth tackle, so they stay in the middle. But Haas goes off the field. We're down by six points, and he's running the ball on last tackle from our own half twice at the end of the first half twice. You're down yeah. six points. No, I, I, the whole game, and yeah, and then he got tackled. And he, and he turned it over in the end of, in the second half, getting tackled on fourth, and then that stupid play the ball when he played it when he wasn't even standing up. And it's like those are the moments again. You're like, look, he hasn't figured those out. Get him out. You know, I, you su- I love Milfi. I hope I hope he goes really well at your club. But he will just go. Will. Were you yeah. surprised at all? Like Piakura got sinbinned, and there's obviously it's quite rare to see a player get sinbinned on debut. I was shocked how recent the previous one was. Did you know who it was? I feel like I should know that. Well, no, it, it was Kate Ellis, but it was in 2018. I was like, oh, that's quite go. recent, actually. So there you go. Yeah, I felt sorry for him and his season's over after debuting and <laughs> Six waiting minutes. a while. What a great yeah, show. You can see, you can see the, like, the TC Rabadi wasn't, he hasn't played for a while. No reserve guy. He wasn't fit enough to be on that edge either. It was freelancing like a young pang guy, like all over the field, especially on the right edge. But yeah, Jesse Ramian got away with clobbering Herbie in the face because he didn't. They didn't see it. Like, okay, but again, we talk about bad team calls. We're a bad team now, so that happens. But the Sharks, yeah, they got the win they needed, and yeah, they took advantage of that period. Like for thirty odd minutes, the Broncos went to shit. They won the period, pain ass off the field, like fourteen nil or whatever. And uh, yeah, they they took advantage of that, and they probably should have done that last time they played us, or when they played the Dogs, or many other games they've lost. But yeah, they they in back in control of their finals destiny playing the storm, which isn't great, but they're probably, you probably call them favorites to just stay in the same spot. 
Yeah. Can we talk about Luke Metcalf last week being compared to Tom Tavoyevich and this week being dragged for Matt Moylan after half an hour? Got pulled after half an hour. And then I saw on Matty John's show uh, Sunday after I left it on after the game was on, mentioned how good the young fellas are going at Cronulla, especially Luke Metcalf. It's like, you don't, you're told on yourself, Matty. <laughs> he played one and a, he played like one full game, one and a bit games, you know? I said that reminds me of when like Peter Fitzsimons like he did his column every week when I worked at the Herald and I'm like yeah how he gives like his team of the week and he just highlights people who've done good things during the week yeah you know, sometimes they're good but then one week it was like Mary Fowler made her soccer is uh, made her Matilda's debut came on and played well it's like mate she got subbed on on the last throw in of the match was on the field for four yeah. seconds and then the referee blew full time. She did not play well. She didn't. Touch, she, did she, she didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, it's like you, when the boy Stephen A. Smith uh, was was talking up Hunter Henry, who had like done his ace. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I I actually I fucked this up once. I was in Melbourne. I think we'd gone away for the weekend, and it was when I was writing the weekly fantasy column for the NRA, yeah. like, for whatever ultimate the the SMH Supercoach knockoff that the short-lived ultimate league, which we believed in. No one else did. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I wrote, I put like James Tedesco, my disappointments of the week. Cause all I did was check the box score. Cause I missed that game. Cause it was on the Sunday while I was doing stuff in Melbourne. Turns out he went yeah. off after five minutes. Cause he got concussed. Well, it's to the like, truth. Well, then, isn't it? Oops. Disappointing. Well, yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, I've got one. Con- like I've got some concern to Brisbane still like t- Turpin's not the answer. When they leave, I looks better than you. That's bad for both of them. Get Isaac Luke uh, back. I saw enough today to yeah, swing me. Chunky Isaac Luke scored a try on the weekend. He did. And then, like, I'm really concerned they're talking about now, like, Stags back to center, which I would have been cool with Stags being center next year if they signed a six. Do they really think, like, being mediocre for six weeks at the end of the season means it's cool to go into a season with, like, Tyson Gamble or Albert Kelly as your six? Yes. Stupid motherfuckers. Like, the seal is. <laughs> The ceiling is so much higher playing Stags at six. And if you weren't going to do that, instead of signing Gamble and Kelly, there was like a number of competent sixes available this year for cheap. Like could have just got Aiden Caesar for nothing. Could have got Ash Taylor and see what happened. But no, we'll get like the guy in his thirties and Tyson Gamble, whose main attribute is anger. Mm. Okay. But yeah, good signs with Selwyn Cobbo as well. I did enjoy in this game too. Herbie Farmworth versus Jesse Ramian was a pretty good duel. Like, Herbie's broken a lot of tackles this year. Ramian locked him down quite well. I thought they, that was quite good. But yeah, the Sharks keep sharking. They're just going to like maybe finish eighth or ninth. <laughs> I don't know. I'm more disappointed that we we did the Raiders dirty, being the people's team for one week. Dave was supporting us for one week. Uh, look, Proud. that's 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 on them for leaving it in the hands of the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's move on uh, to the biggest upset of the week and perhaps the season. Parramatta, they're back. They're back, baby. They are back. And what a shock in the, the round again. I know some games at Ruck and Fridges, and so did this game, but this, the, the season of penalties returning and Ruck and Fridges disappearing, we're getting more close games and upsets. Yeah, it's oh, weird how that shock. happens. It does. But, yeah, the Storm been pl- flat for a few weeks. We mentioned a while ago that they look like that team who, like, round 20... They're cruising to the finals, but they had the streak going. Thought they were chasing a streak, and they were they were in a shot of the highest points scored record, which was over twenty six games for Parramatta. So it'd be the highest points per game record. But they now they score fifty three points in round twenty six to get there after being so far ahead at one point. Uh, don't know if they'll get there if they wrestle their players. But the Eels, after a disappointing six weeks or so for their fans, 
bookended the Storm streak with two victories over the Storm and and played the best they've played in a number of years, I'd say. I know they've, you know, been in the finals and similar, but this is like this time of year to bounce back from how they've been. Like, it couldn't have been more impressed with the game. Mitchell and Moses was brilliant. He was. And I, and I almost forgot, like, the rest of the dumb shit the rest of the weekend when I was enjoying this game. All the dumb penalties and bad ref calls. I almost forgot all of them when I was watching I thought Joey Lustig was. was really good as well, by the way. Which yeah, I wasn't ex- I, wasn't expecting, but, yeah. I wrapped him in preseason when he got here. I was just like, I'm not talking myself up. Like, But him and Freddie, I don't, don't mind too much. But, yeah, Joey, what isn't he? He's um, come back from Super League over there. And he was good in Super League, and yeah, he's, he's filled in quite well. And he was he was good in this fixture. But we talk about like winning games without talent. Like they won, and people forget that like the Eels. Oh, Mike Sebo didn't play. Sebo didn't play. Regan Campbell didn't play. Reed Marnie didn't play. Sean Lane went off after like ten minutes. Yeah. Um, suddenly played sixty six minutes. Is that stat that Keegan Hipgrave hasn't lost a game? Correct. He hasn't lost a game. I didn't hear that for Parramatta. I think. I think Maybe that's what I was told, but that might have just been people memeing. But I can find out while we keep talking. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, like, and and now we can talk more about what I. Oh, yep, yeah, eight from eight for Keegan Hipgrave. There you go. There you go. Um, keep playing. Yeah, got to keep putting him in there. Um, yeah, I think they're still probably going to win the comp, but you got to be a little bit worried that they're not going to figure this thing out. Well, yeah, as you, we've, I call, we've called for on here for a while and said Bellamy's make that decision of who's the fullback. And he went back to Pappenhausen. He looks a looked step a bit, slower. He looked a little lively last week. Didn't look good in this game. No. And their, their entire like their entire shapes kind of changed with him there. Like with, with Hines at the back, they, they play a lot more direct. Like, because Pappenhausen go, is a you know bundle of energy and goes low to the field. A lot of times the ball's now getting to him and is like dying in his hands. And he runs sideways for no reason. They had some terrible fifth tackle options in this game. Like, awful. They did. They did. And that's the stuff that it hasn't bit them on the ass a lot the last year, like the last year or two. But those are the things that like Jerome Hughes doesn't have that Nathan Cleary has. Like, Cleary kicks him out of trouble all the time. We'll see why. This one, this game, they couldn't tend to get out, out, out of trouble with their kicking. Made a lot of mistakes. Only completed at sixty nine percent, but like the Eels just did not let them back into the game once they got on top. Hey, which was the impressive thing because most of the year, if the storm go down, it's happened the last few weeks. Yeah. You think, oh, they even with ten to go, even with fifteen to go, you still thought, oh, they'll they'll figure this out, but they didn't. And yeah. their attack just looked disjointed in this game, and it didn't look great last week either. And yeah, Harry Grant was kind of average, which is his his worst game of first grade, I thought. And look. I, I just think that perhaps just I think this competition is a little bit more open than we realized. I really well, do. Again, well, like you see, we didn't know they were going to change the rules again. So. Well, that's a very good point. Like, they like the rules that were literally tailor made for Penrith to win the comp have been changed back to what they were two years ago. So, yeah, well, they still, yeah, work infringement still exists and there's still some deliberate dumb ones and similar, but the game is being played a bit differently. And obviously, teams are always going to adapt to it at some point anyway, but there's more penalties again now. And uh, yeah, I I didn't think that like the way things were interpreted was going to change. But I mean, you know, we we changed how we interpreted high tackles again from Friday night from Robinson losing his mind to Saturday. Who I guess we didn't mention that again enough. Robinson thing was fantastic. I didn't care. It was great. And he said stuff many other coaches have said about Henry the last few weeks. But yeah, they got it all out and go, and yeah, they talk about sitting out for the referees a few weeks ago when there was all those bad calls and Annesley sat down and said that they're not going to cop it, referee bashing. 
every time a ref gets roasted like this, they drop the ref. Yeah. Trevor, what's, what, anyway, I mean, we'll get into it in the news section, we'll, but yeah. Back to um, this one, yeah. But yeah, uh, it, happily, again, down. brilliant. It's still a hard decision, mate. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I think, right, I this is insane that I'm saying this, but I think four teams can win the comp now. I really, yeah, really do. Yeah. And I think we're... And you know what? They If Paris show me some... Well, they're resting all their players this week, so we'll see. But, you know, we'll see what they do in a couple of weeks' time. Maybe they can get themselves back in this title picture as well. Oh, I so know. you're saying that the four teams, it's the uh, the Storm, the Panthers, Manly, and Chancellor Clock Stars. Ah, uh, good for you. <laughs> Raiders good, when they come back. Good for you. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. No, what? Para? No? Yeah. Uh, I think... The Blake Taff led South Sydney Rabbitohs cannot be counted out. Um, I'm well, sorry, this, is ridi- this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Like, can I just? I just want to point out how ridiculous. I know you're obviously being a dickhead, but like, <laughs> it is slightly ridiculous that we're 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 talking about a team that may finish the le- may finish the season with the most points scored. They might outscore Melbourne in the end, who have lost four games all year, who have the guy that's probably going to win the Dally M, and we're just going, nah, there's no chance. But that's yeah, pretty insane. Is it? Yes. When I put it like that, you have to admit that that is a bit. No, I'm not going to admit it. Well, of course you won't admit it, but it's it is. And the more I thought about the last couple of days, the more I think this competition might actually be a little bit more open now that the rules have been sort of dialed back a bit to what they were a couple of years ago. I don't yeah, know. Not maybe I'll be. Years, maybe I'm wrong, and we'll be sitting here in a month talking and previewing a grand final between Penrith and Melbourne after Penrith beat Manly by forty and Melbourne beat South by forty in the prelims. Maybe that's what happens. But, but I also not. don't know. I also don't know if like player safety is back now because of it changing on this weekend. Like, are we going to the finals again with the weak sim bins back? Because that just throws everything away. Like that throws a spanner in. The, the like crazy Tavita Pangai grazes someone with a pinky finger on the nose as he's tackling them, and he gets sin bin. That it. changes the game. Yeah, but I'm interested to see what the Storm do from here. Uh, the rumor is they're going to rest players this weekend, so they they can lose top spot. That's what I find interesting, but I guess they don't give a shit because what they're saying. Uh, but if they beat the Sharks, they'll finish first. Their four and against is just, is just too good. They're 130-odd points ahead of Penrith. So, But, yeah, there's word they're going to rest players. So I don't know. I, what that, like, I don't know. That's bizarre. They have to win so the game. Because they look out of form. <laughs> I don't think you want to play Souths in week one. I don't know. Well, like, I don't think you really want to play Manly either, so. Well, they don't want to play the Eels, and like, and I guess they didn't take the Eels. Well, they won't be Penrith, playing the Eels, so they can't. I know, but I say they can't. I don't think. Well, they could actually. Paramount, maybe Penrith rest players. We don't know. And we don't know. It's bizarre. And people, well, Paramount are talking resting like eight players, so they're accepting fifth or sixth as well. But I don't know. The, people are crazy. Yeah. Well, Manly play someone shit, don't they? The Cowboys. Yeah. Well, that's probably why Paramount have given up. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. Knows, they also don't want to get. I don't know. Maybe they don't get hot guys hurt for the uh, Penrith game. But it is. It is good to you know. Last few weeks, there has been some games I've enjoyed them a lot more again, and they've been closer, and they felt more like what rugby league is. Like I thought rugby league was, despite the I, rules can change every. I three do weeks. love that all like the dumbest people in the world are online being like, "Oh, we're all those blowout death merchants." Now it's like, do you watch the sport? Like, have you not yeah, been paying a- attention to the fact that the thing we were complaining about has disappeared? And but that's also, why the like, games are good now. <laughs> like the Rabbitohs put fifty four on a team. Yeah, in the still top happened. eight. That did still and, happen. Yeah, it did still happen. Granted, yeah. that's a special case. They have so many players out. Like they do, but yeah, it's all changed. But yeah, and they're still the best part. Of, like 
people who have faith in the rule makers. Again, Wayne Pierce tested his rule in the papers. <laughs> the kicking thing. God, oh, thank God. God that didn't get off the ground. I've never yeah. seen a rule so universally panned by everyone. It's like, yeah, let's just like put walls up and play squash. Yeah, why the fuck not? But just play footy on an indoor cricket court from now on. Who gives a shit? All right, yeah. uh, moving on. Um, uh, wait, look, I tuned into this game expecting to see a blowout, and instead what I saw yeah. was a robbery. Uh, <laughs> what a load of shit. Yeah, I mean, that Jack, we should be here, we should be sitting here talking about Jack Hetherington making arguably the greatest try saving tackle of all time. And instead, we have to sit here and talk about referees. Ugh. Yes. Like they were talking again, same thing happened. The commentators just thought it was so clearly not a try, they were taking it away from them. And then they're like, wait, try confirmed. Yeah, that was funny. They're like, oh yeah, he's dropped that. And they started talking about Jack Hetherington. And then online, yeah. people are like, oh my God, Jack Hetherington, what a tackle. Holy shit. And then yeah, try confirmed. Yeah, Jack Hetherington, the best thing of his career. He's on report for something in this game. Probably for yeah. turning up. Is he actually? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Is it? He's on report <laughs> all the time. So that happens, Wait, but he great yeah. tackle. Um but, but Tommy dropped that ball. I don't care what anyone says. If you don't think saying he dropped that ball. Team support. <laughs> no. Yeah, yes, Mitch and I, known bulldog sympathizers. Yeah. Um and then you have um you had before that the like blatant obstruction the whole they didn't minute. Call. And then like the eight they just got eight six against in a row for nothing until they scored. It's yeah, just the, ridiculous. The blatant um, obstruction and then like Foran's like fighting with the other guy. <laughs> it's like what are we doing here? I'm sorry, but and I'm sorry, the good teams don't get those calls against them. You can deny that all you want, but I've lived both sides of that fence. And now I have, I'm now. humble. Yeah. Like <laughs> You get more calls when your team is good and you get less shit calls against you when your team is good. That's just a fact of life. The Storm would have got... The Storm would not have copped those... The Storm or South would not have copped those calls that the Bulldogs copped. I just can't believe it didn't even get looked at. They got confirmed instantly. And I know I know the bunker sees things we don't see. I understand that. But I swore it was dropped. It wasn't like there was another angle that was like, actually his hand didn't leave the ball. We all saw that. Like, I know the other angles exist, but not for this one. Like... And who was there? Was another one? Was it this? What other game was it in? Where every angle showed he dropped the guy, dropped the ball. I forget what that one was as well, but whatever. Like, it's just going bizarre this year, the refereeing standard and, and bunker standard. And I actually don't give a shit about the Marty Chapow hair pull penalty. It's a penalty. It's again, he didn't mean to do it, but he did pull the guy's hair. Yeah, no, hang on. I want to take umbrage with you because Marty Chapow growing his hair like that is a personal choice. In yes. the NFL, your hair is a part of your uniform. And it is bullshit that you can get cheap penalties for growing your hair in a way that it can be accidentally grabbed by defense. Well, it's not like it's ever happened before. And he's, and you know, it's just the rule, you know, it's not like it has happened before. And it has in the past, like Sam Burgess got charged for pulling someone's hair. Yeah, but he put, Billy Smith had like a fucking crew cut <laughs> and he pulled yeah. his hair. That's I not know, the same like, thing. I know it's not the same thing, but it's not like, you know, it's, it's a thing's happening all the time. And I, I, I agree I with you. I thought it was bullshit. Like, it's I don't a, think it's just a penalty. It's all he got. It got penalized. Done. Whatever. I know, but they scored a try off it, and I just don't think that that's fair because, again, it only happened because Marty Tapao chose to have his hair like that. Yeah, and it was unlucky because he didn't mean to grab his hair, but that's what penalties happen. Sometimes it's unlucky. You don't mean to grab his hair. I'm just. I don't think that's worth a blow up. It's it's received, but I think yeah. it's. I think that combination was with a, the rest of the yeah, game. Yeah, I think it might have just been like a like a, a pile on effect from all the other calls in this game. Like um, a million of them winning against the Bulldogs, and they still only lost by eighteen. But like they, they like, ripped in against some of these good teams. Though they play well against Souths as well. Um, good on them. Yeah, they're bizarre. Like you know, like uh, Kyle Flanagan was like kind of okay in this game. That was weird. Nick Meaney was all right. 
Yeah. But they still don't have much in attack. Like they're they're most the best way of looking to score points on a regular basis is like just kicking. Kicking it to Ockenbore and hope that something good yeah. happens. But they're kicking it to Tommy for some reason though. Um yeah. I do I did laugh at the fact that like, oh, they've actually done a pretty good job on Tommy, they said as he scored his third try of the half. It was like, yeah, yeah great. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, again, there were those simple, easy ones, but that first yeah. one was that bubble. Well, the one first was one wasn't try. a try, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're getting that point though. So yeah, we didn't I didn't mention it, but your mate Alex Jones has already set the regular season record record for tries. It's this in NRL era, sorry. He's got two but, more to catch Blacklock for the whole year, right? No, no, he's already caught Blacklock. No, for the including whole year finals, I mean. Yeah, didn't Blacklock get twenty nine in a year, including Isn't it finals? I'm not sure. I thought it was. Anyway. I sent you the graphic the other day. Shout out our friend BDC who works with Fox Stats who put that graphic up on the Yeah, game 27. Before. I was all right. 2001. Okay, there you go. But to all-time list to in all-season Well, he's finals. not catching Dave Brown. No, but 34 is second. Can he do it? Well, isn't first 35? No, first 38. Is it 38? Jesus yes. Christ. Okay, what's he on now? 27? 28? Yes. He's on 27. Uh, He might get... I don't know. Um, so he can get to third all time. Third all time is 29 Les Brennan from 1954. He's third okay. from right. South. Yeah, third's possible. Uh, so Raymond Preston, Newtown, same year, 34. Big Ray. If he did get injured, he'd have that, which is ridiculous. Well, yeah, Mansell so scored what? Mansell scored five or six tries in those games that AJ was out, right? Yeah. So if you add those to his tally, yeah, he's on, he's and, on, um, and, he's on 33. I know the troll hurts that. And also, this game hurt uh, Ruben Garrick scoring 300. The other, I'm just pro all the dumb records now, but he didn't, he didn't score a try. He's gone tryless for two weeks, which is just devastating for the terrible, stupid records. Well, Manly have actually been concentrating on making the top, like actually have a top four spot to play for. So that's why they're actually, otherwise, I think they'd just be feeding him. Yeah, but he's on 286. You could get there this week still with against the Cowboys. But yeah, your mate, th- Johnston, like, Full season. It's like, hey, well, that Ken Irvine medal. That, that sorry, that that Ken Irvine record. He's coming for it. He just is. I mean, and, there's. And no, I, I was an early. I said this like 2016 that he was going to break this record, and you mocked me. And I will continue to mock you I, again. How did I know they were going to change the rules, <laughs> uh, bro? He fuck <laughs> off. He scored 20 a year before that. Don't try and take I know, this away from but, me. No, this okay. This year is obviously helping, and he's got to keep scoring. Oh, because famously he never scored lots of tries before this year. No, I'm not saying that, but 10 tries matters, right? He probably gets 10 more tries with the shit rules yeah, this year. Maybe, maybe 10, maybe less. I yeah, because yeah. Anyway, that, that matters. Uh, yeah. But anyway, this seven he got. He's got to get seven. To equal second place, he could definitely go at two a game. What if they he could? They he have enough. Do that. Hear me out. Hear me out. You, we've talked about how Souths more than any other team are like hyper aware of all these records and stuff, right? Yeah, they have nothing to play for this week at all. Nothing. They might just feed him constantly. Well, he had didn't have that many tries halfway through the season, but round 12, three, round 14, three, and then 15, two, 16, two, 17, three, 18, two. In 44 minutes, and then against Penrith, didn't score the three this week. Like they could totally stack it the last couple of rounds. Well, they don't need to do anything game. this week. They just need to. They just need to not have anyone get injured or suspended for six weeks. So it's the Dragons, like yeah, JJ can score three tries. I think, yeah, seriously, they should just they should just go out there with the goal being to get AJ as many tries as possible because this yes, game does not mean anything. And they're playing at least two finals games. There is yeah. a shot there that he gets 34 is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree. Which I've cheered against Alex Johnson for many years. I'm cheering for the stupid record. Mm. So I'm cheering for holding him at 34. 
And yeah, I don't know. On the broadcast, I didn't seem to know the records. But I usually do know that, but they didn't seem to know where Johnson sat. It's like, yeah, he's above, he's equal above Blacklock in regular season, equal Blacklocks all season. But he is chasing all time numbers, people. So get on board. It's been a good year for most of my agendas, but that one particularly, it's been pretty great. Yeah. Mm. All right. And let's move on to the final game of the round. Really don't need to talk about this one at all. Penrith 30, West Tiger 16. Who gives a shit? I mean, the, the, <laughs> the first half an hour of this game would have been a roarable classic carnage. I mean, like, the big fella my, tries are great. Mate, my boy Moses Leota, he's like the first person I pick in a roarable every time because, like, he never scores. But in this game, he did score. Uh, we've seen some dumb things from this Tigers team and dumb things in general. Well, Leota has three tries this year, by the way. What a terrible one for this year. Mm. But that decision to ask <laughs> Jacob Little with Pangai, 10 out from his own line, Pangai with a head of steam, ask Alex Seifar to drop off for a one-on-one strip, and then Pangai proceeds to just God, that was run funny. over him and score. <laughs> what are you doing, son? Like, what? The end? They went for a one-on-one strip later in the game as well and, like, tackle four. It's like, did you guys just under get, did you just get told this week that's a rule? Because, like, you've done it at two dumb opportunities. But that one was like they were in, they were in the game, you know, early. Uh, Utikamano scored a great try from Little's work, and Little must have been feeling himself. He's like, you know what? I must steal the ball from Pangai here. What an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, oh good on him for trying. And then he just like yeah, Pangai just carried him ten meters and scored. Like, yeah, that that's gonna happen when the other guy is like giant, strong. But yeah, he was not good. But yeah, Penrith um not running. At top gear, but they two big returns like they've had in a couple of weeks. Like James to Harris is big, but Brian Toto was was back and immense in this game. Who again? He might have been up near the meters record. We're missing one record setter this year. He might have been up there with it yeah. if he'd stayed fit. He had two ninety five in this game, and yeah, a lot of good things they do come off the back of his yardage work. So they're looking like they've been forgotten about as contenders a little because everyone's talking about the Storm and then Manly. Because Manly are the ones and who are rising. Souths. But they look as, to me, as much a contender now as they, they were earlier in the season. Like they just, um, again, got the boys back at the right time of year. Love the Pangai edition, even though it could lose them a game. Um, yeah, I just think they, they look in great shape to, to push. Yeah, And I absolutely. like to change Momorowski in and uh, Charlie Staines out. Yeah, all right. Let's jump ahead to some news. Um, Josh Morris is retiring. So we've lost both Morrises this year. Yeah, we kind of knew that was coming, hey? Yeah. It's, it's still sad. It's sad, like, just, yeah, going out, This, you know, just petering out, it looks like. Yeah, unfortunate. I uh, had a great career. Um, yeah, not much else to say. I mean, he, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was an awesome player. Um, well, that's one of the more pre- imp- impressive things of this season for the Roosters is dealing with this, what they've had, you know, they're dealing with the the – Retirement early, Brett Morris losing him, and the and the retirement of their <laughs> captains, you know, Cordner and friend, and now losing Josh Morris. A lot of that's a lot of guys to lose in a season. Yeah, big time. Uh, and I have no doubt that Uncle Nick and uh, Trent Robinson are hyper aware of their situation with how Trent went on Friday, knowing he could go off the leash because uh, I think he knows their season is kind of over as well with with all that. Yeah. But sad to see the Morris boys not go out on their own terms you know, with yeah. with a bang, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I agree. Um, Adam Clint to the Knights. It's exciting. 
I think. Yeah, I think it's a good signing. Yeah. People like, I think fans get really hooked on like top 17 signings. Anytime it's like a great signing, people hammer it. People like Knights fans are upset at this signing. It's like, oh, like a really good backup halfback behind your injury prone halfback. What's not to like? Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's a good signing. All right. Uh, and um, a bunch of teams have said they're going to rest players this week. Uh, you sent me this article, I pulled it up. Brad Arthur said uh, they'll probably rest seven or eight, including Gutherson, um, yeah. Nia Cora, Sean Lane, Nathan Brown, maybe, Dylan Brown, maybe, who I also thought played actually pretty well on Saturday. We didn't mention him. Um, yeah. yeah, he did. He actually did defend the quarters pretty fast, too. Yeah, they saw Blake Tarfrong in this article. Good work, NRL.com. Yeah. Um, did they? Yeah. Isn't that it's, it's double F. Oh, double F. That's it. I saw the double A's. Like, That's fine. No, what are we F. doing here? Come on. Put yeah. some respect on his name, literally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they might rest Adam Reynolds. Uh, uh, Liam Knight's really dumb. He oh, his hip God. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck? I mean, he shouldn't be anywhere near the team in the finals anyway. So that's fine with me. Um. Yeah, uh, Lodge is challenging at the judiciary. I mean, who the fuck cares? But seven players have been banned, including obviously the Troll Mitchell, Liam Knight. Lodge we mentioned got a terrible rap sheet. Fletcher Baker, one match banned for a coach. The Roosters, I cannot wait to see their team list tomorrow. Yeah, like legit, like Anthony Minicello might be on it. <laughs> like fuck me, uh, Bromwich yeah. and Jesse Bromwich, Junior Paulo, Tom Flagler, Brendan Piakura, uh, Harry Grant, uh, uh, Jesse Raymond, Brandon Smith, Nathan Brown all got fines. So whatever. They've just gone nuts with like, and I know there's people like it's, been, it's the decisions come from the top. So not everyone who is involved in this, the MRC or judiciary. Again, we blame those people because that's what we do. We never blame the ones who made the decisions. But again, like the MRC guys, they don't want to hand out all the shit they're handing out now. It's got ridiculous. Like they find players like over a million dollars this year with their off-field ones as well. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> like. And then you've got the amount of weeks good players are missing. The troll ones deserve it. Yeah, we keep seeing these guys adding onto the little small charges and loading and similar. And then all of a sudden, one day, there's a guy like out for three weeks or something minor. And you're like, oh, because he got loading for three non-similar prior fines. Yeah. Ugh, it's getting a bit much. It really is. Um, uh, That was, I think, all the news besides this uh, merger between two of the prospective Queensland Cup uh, franchises who are hoping to become the second Brisbane team. Yeah, it looks like the the East South Western Corridor Brisbane Firehawk Jet Bombers were uh, have arrived because <laughs> we obviously saw the Firehawks merge with the Bombers, and now it looks like the Jets. Oh no, sorry, the Jets merged with the Bombers. Sorry, and now it looks like the Jets merged with the. I don't know. Who cares? It looks like they're all going to try and merge to fight off Redcliffe. What a ridiculous concept this whole thing's becoming. <laughs> like, I understand, like, I understand Redcliffe are the most financially viable to send on their own two feet in two years. But it just seems to be the wrong decision in my mind to make the expansion based on that. Like, is it not based on what's the better long-term decision? Like, where's the growth area? You know, where where can we actually establish a footprint and make an impact? Where can we find new fans? Where like the Western Corridor is the you know, East, which is the largest growing area in Brisbane. And they have to like merge all these other bids here to compete with Redcliffe, which is just like what Morton Bay, who gives a shit. But yeah, yeah, looks like if one of those guys has picked, it's them. 
And also one of the great Vlanders quotes today that it was said by, if it was said by Dave Smith or if it was said by uh, Todd Greenberg, he'd have been getting murdered, but he's not. Uh, that quote about oh. the, like the big, like, comparing that the teams either come from a place like with a name. What was it? It says here. It's like, who knows things, what? Yeah. Oh, you go. Oh, it's critical. The big bash is that you didn't know where the team was from. I don't know need where the Brisbane Heat are from. Need to have a name that reflects that <laughs> fact it's a Queensland team. Do you? Mate, every single team ha- is, represents a city. It's not like they're just called the Heat. No. Again, if Dave Smith said that, or um, Greenberg. Dave Smith said that, or Greenberg said that, they've been copying it. But I don't know. Greenberg's one of those guys. Like it, I've, I've had my Greenberg missings the last few weeks, a few times, and he used to get attacked so often, but he was such a strong leader for the NRL because he'd get attacked and he'd just absorb it. The things that just happen, and then we wouldn't just like change the rules next week, and we wouldn't just change things, and decisions were thought out, and things were done. But we're the game's at a leadership now that like everything's reactionary, every week's changed, things are changed, dumb shit happens. We don't know if we're expanding or if we aren't. We want to, but we don't know if we can. We're still taking the bids. We don't really know what the bids are. We don't really know anything. Everything just keeps changing, and it's embarrassing. And because we haven't got talking heads hammering the dude, we just get told to suck it up and deal with everything. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right. Uh, we've got some rookie takes. Um, if you would, if you're a new listener to the show, rookie takes is the section every week where we talk about um, people who had to submit uh, the worst opinions that have been put forward in the rugby league community uh, this week. And to, um, to take part in our rookie takes, you must be a member of our Patreon subscription service. That's patreon.com forward slash NRL boom rookies. Uh, before I read the takes, I will give a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon service. Um, yeah, if you join up, you get a bunch of bunch of cool things like access to our Discord server, um, entry to next year's Coltrane Cup, plenty of other stuff. So a uh, special thank you to... The webpage isn't loading. Mitchell, this is very bad. Um, <laughs> special thank you to... Oh my God, this is absolute chaos. The pay- There we go. Chris Avnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Jez, Joe Cordy, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tobin, 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, My Ding Dong is Hard and I Am Sad, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the Not So Mature Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. All right. So we got uh, five rookie takes this week. A lot of them are Latrell related, uh, which is obviously not surprising. But uh, first of all, we've got Curtis Woodward. Uh, I'm oh not God. a Souths fan or black, which is a heck of an opening. But I've seen enough in the last few hours to suggest that the NRL are going to ban Latrell on social media pressure alone. Mm. He's just saying what we're all thinking. He is. I mean, that stuff does factor in. I refuse to believe it does in the MRC. But again, the... the People always seem to, even though that was the most public case of loading I've ever seen, he don't talk about the loading the entire time. He got the big bang because he got the loading. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, Socrates, who's obviously a South fan, replying to the official South's accounts post, um, like post match, like graphic post. There was nothing in that. It's a fast game coming in, arms outstretched, no shoulder action. If he is suspended, it is a racist decision. Tough field this well, week. That's a, that's a take. <laughs> Steve yeah, no, Hart. I watched take. it over oh, and God, over. Latrell puts his body on the line to stop the play. What's his alternative? Do not hit him in the fucking head. I would guess. 
I don't know. This went what's on, your like, tell he, him is the worst thing ever. Yeah. And it, yeah. What's he supposed I'd, to do? I, I would under if I'd played the game ever, I'd understand it. Or apparently, yeah. Well, you know, played even the though game, I had played so the game, I don't get you? it. And I, I understand like I can watch your sport and they can train me, make me believe that these hyper athletes can re- react at the you know drop of a hat. But when they're running towards a man in defense, it's an unstoppable freight train. <laughs> yeah. Um, this I don't know what paper this is from, but it's this. It's an excerpt. Uh, just ask skipper Clint Gutherson, whose eels are out to stop Melbourne claiming the all-time consecutive win record on Saturday night, if an ambush is possible. I don't think so. It's Melbourne. They've been on top for 40 years. They just keep winning, Gutherson said. <laughs> So it's on one hand, it would usually be quite refreshing for a team that you give no chance to winning a game. Just say, yeah, we've got no chance, but then they won. Yeah, so they did. <laughs> he's not winning this week, but that is funny. And that lastly, funny. we have Eddie the Cat. Wonder if next year Pierce now moves on. Clune Cliff. Eddie the, the Cat, you say. Man and Gagai in the centers and best moves into 13. I'm not a fan of man playing in the 14 utility role. But yes. you are a fan of Bradman best playing in the 13 utility role. I like it. Let him speak. Um, Look. Those last two are funny. It's the one of the first three is going to win. I don't know which one though. They're all absolute corkers. I don't know. It was it was a strong round. The takes were flowing. Mm. And if, uh, if he'd st- gone to the judiciary, I would have held off till Wednesday's episode. But uh, since he did yeah. the early play, but yes, yeah, Steve Hart was copping it, and he and he took the blows for about two or three hours until he deleted. But he but he stood through the blows. You got to respect it, or you just you, you know do. just don't say really stupid things in the first place. Then you don't. Well, that's it. I mean, I don't respect him deleting. I don't respect either of them, but uh... I don't understand. Like, we say so much, and yet neither of us has ever been like set upon by a mob of like people telling us we're wrong about something on on the inside. Oh, I'm I'm a coward on private. Well, that doesn't matter though. Like, you'd think that at some <laughs> point one of us would say something that everyone. And I'm not talking about like jokey things, like when I say I hate Vegemite, blah blah blah. I'm talking about like actually being clearly and utterly wrong about something related to like the sport or whatever, or something you're supposed to be, you know, an expert on or whatever, and yet. This seems to happen to other people all the time. It's baffling. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the, that, that what was what were we supposed to do takes is yeah, yeah. Well, he can't disappear. He can't. He can't. It's, it's, that he is, can't. I mean, that is scientifically true. He cannot disappear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Marty Sapow's hair just couldn't disappear. Mate. No, I fuck you. All right. No, don't, <laughs> I'm don't, making it. That's not a point. It's a dumb don't thing use to my say, words against me. It. Okay, <laughs> because I still think that penalty was bullshit. All right, we yeah. should disappear though. It's been a long episode. We, a lot of the trail takes. Um, I still have so many of them, by the way. We have. Well, we can. We, we'll get, I'm sure that we'll happens. get questions on Wednesday. So we'll be back then. And I hope you'll all be back to your listeners. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>